This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. The Saint was a radio adventure program in the U.S. that featured a character, a swashbuckling Robin Hood type, who, in his attempt to help people, remained just one step ahead of the police and the crooks, both of whom he combated. It was created by author Leslie Charteris. The Saint, a.k.a. Simon Templer, was portrayed in most cases by Vincent Price, best known for his performances in horror films such as his leading role in House of Wax in 1953. He subsequently starred in other successful or cult horror films, including The Fly in 1958. And I found it interesting that Price was also an art collector and art consultant with a degree in art history, and he lectured and wrote books on the subject, too. The Vincent Price Art Museum at East Los Angeles College is named in his honor. He was also noted as a gourmet cook. And now, the episode, Horrible Hamburger. The Adventures of the Saints, starring Vincent Price. based on characters created by Leslie Charteris and known to millions from books, magazines, and motion pictures. The Robin Hood of modern crime now comes transcribed to radio, starring Hollywood's brilliant and talented actor Vincent Price as... The Saint. Taxi! Taxi! Among men who know locomotion best, it's Louie, three to one. Hello, Louie. Hi, Mr. Templer. Climb in. Thank you. And whither can I waft you this beautiful evening? Whither can you waft me, Louis? What's wrong? Something has to be wrong before I use a poetical type speech. No, but I... There's a law which says cab drivers can't use good English. Well, no, but so I... So whither can I waft you? Uh, waft me to Spring Lake Road, if you please. Spring Lake Road? I never heard of it. You've nothing better to do than make, go around making up new streets? Louis, Spring Lake Road is in Westchester. Good. Let it stay there. Louis, I want to go there. Why? I've been invited to dinner by some friends. The food tastes better in Westchester? No, but my friends live there. Okay. Oh, please don't sulk, Louie. Lots of people live in Westchester. Lots of people are crazy. Westchester happens to be a very lovely place. Full of trees, ain't it? The trees are attractive. To who? Apes. Hmm. I'd better tell you how to go. You don't have to tell me. I'll find it. I know, but... Listen, Mr. Templer, I'm a cab driver. Cab drivers never get lost. Thank <laughs> you. 
don't say it. We've just passed that oak tree on the left for the third time. Uh, so it's an active tree. It, I uh, thought cab drivers never got lost. Somebody swiped all the street signs. From the trees? So I got lost. So I'll turn my badge in. So my wife will despise me. So my children will go through life ashamed of their old man. So Louis, I'll never... Louis, it's 10 o'clock. My dinner invitation was for 8.30. You'll never make it. I don't doubt that, but I'm hungry. Next time you get to an eating place... Don't say any more. Right up the road. Oh, yeah, the happy hamburger. Ben Lawton, proprietor. It doesn't look very happy. What has it got to look happy about? I meant the place itself. So maybe it looks a little like if the wolf came around and huffed and puffed, you wouldn't have to strain along before it fell down. But food is food. Except when it's a happy hamburger, perhaps. However, hey, that must be the wolf huffing or maybe puffing. Huh? Here he is. Yeah, savage-looking animal. Yeah. Some wolf. Oh, the poor dog looks as if he hadn't eaten for a week. You... Let's get into the joint before he mistakes me for a T-bone steak. <laughs> oh, I must have hurt his feelings. <laughs> Happy Hamburger is not having a busy night. What can I do for you? Uh, we'd like some dinner. Well, we're kind of closing. But you haven't closed yet. No, I guess we ain't. Uh, said anywhere. I guess the missus will dish you up some food. I'll go tell her. A very enthusiastic type host. Yeah, never mind that. I hope they have a well-stocked larder. I hope it further occurs to me that they don't have to go out and catch that dog before they have a larder at all. Stop <laughs> hoping a man could get seasick. Of course, this place may be an undiscovered gourmet's delight, but I wouldn't bet on it. <laughs> could have delighted in this place is still undiscovered. <laughs> uh, what do you think of Mrs. Lawton's cooking? Huh? I don't want to think of it. I'm trying to eat it. <laughs> you finished with your dinner, fellas? Yeah, the dinner is more likely to finish up. Oh, uh, how about dessert? Well, we got blueberry pie and we got huckleberry pie. Uh, what's the difference? Huckleberry pie is a nickel more. Why? Harder to spell. <laughs> <laughs> Which will you have? Apple pie. <laughs> What's the matter, Louie? Dinner. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. However, we won't starve to death while you try to find your way back. I beg your pardon? That wasn't me. That was a tire. Yeah, I was afraid it was. I think maybe... Yeah. Flat? Flat. Uh, fine. We're back in front of that oak tree again. You keep your eye on that oak, Mr. Templer, while I get the spare. Yeah. Want some help? No, thanks. Thank you. Mr. Templer. Yes, Louie? Come here. Uh, don't tell me you can't lift the spare all by yourself. Oh, the spare I could lift, but there's something else. You see? Uh, yes. Uh, a hitchhiker. Man in his 40s, perhaps, dressed in farmer's clothing. He must have had a walking. Terribly tired, Louie. He got dead.
Somebody shoots a guy, all right. Maybe he don't like him. Well, why does he have to stuff the corpse into the trunk of my cab? I don't know. There were no papers of any kind on the body. All right, so he's a total stranger. But why are we heading back to the Happy Hamburger? Because that's where we must have acquired the corpse. It's the only place we stopped. We're out of sight of the car. Unless he was already in the trunk before we left the city. No, no, I checked the tires plus the spare before I picked you up. Then it's the Happy Hamburger. The man was murdered fairly recently anyway. How do you know? Oh, no rigor mortis, body warm. Never mind, never mind, you know. I'll stay a dope. Hey, Mr. Templer. Yes, Louie? What kind of a welcome you think we're going to get at the hamburger? Mm, it's hard to tell, except that uh, it may not be a welcome at all. Looks like maybe they went out of business. There's a house behind the restaurant. That's dark, too. The Lawtons may have gone to bed. It's after 11. It is very late. Maybe we should go to bed. Here comes the junior werewolf again. Yeah, that animal should be fed. But not by me. All the flesh I got, I need. Come along, Lily. I'm coming. So is the hound of the basket. Oh, he's not bothering us. So far, he kept his teeth to himself. Suppose he decides to risk a few and see how we taste? That's a chance we'll have to take. Well, here goes. Don't look now, but our chum has left us again. I couldn't be more pleased. You know, if they're asleep, they're not going to love us with a great love. And I'm not at the moment seeking affection. Yeah? Uh, Mrs. Lawton? That's right. My name is Simon Templer. This is Louie. What do you want? You cooked dinner for us a little while ago. So I cooked dinner for you. Well, since that time, we've... uh, had a little trouble. We had a flat tire. This ain't a garage. I wasn't referring to the tire when I said trouble. Why don't you say what you're referring to? Well, I would rather your husband were here when I do. He's asleep. Well, he can be waked. What for? It's a matter of some importance. You still ain't said anything. The matter might be murder. Murder? That's right. Come in. Right in here. It's the parlor. We shall. It takes time to waken Mr. Lawton. He sleeps hard. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm afraid it's necessary. That don't make it easier. Set. I'll get him up and dress. I think the word for her is gracious. Very few women are at their best in the middle of the night, Louie. That's what you think. Would you like... No. Okay. Hey, Mr. Templer... You figuring the deceased we got in the cab was put there by the Lawtons? Not necessarily. They did have the opportunity, but so would anyone else who might have been around the place while we were having dinner. Oh, stop complicating things. It's bad enough. This is some parlor. Yes, I've seen cheerier places. They got a radio, though. No television set. Is that bad? Well, Mr. Templer, what do you think of television? I think of it as infrequently as I can. Mrs. Lawton is apparently having difficulty waking her husband. From what we've seen in a guy, how can she tell when he's awake? Nine. Ten. Eleven. Twelve. You know what happens at midnight? What? Ghosts take walks. 
Maybe our birds have flown the coop. It's a possibility. How can a bird fly a coop? They're in here, in the parlor. Mm-hmm. They can't fly a coop. Hi. Oh, hello, Mr. Lawton. You didn't have to bother dressing for us. I dress for myself. And don't go tracking mud over the best rug. Set where you are. I'll set where I am. Wife tells me you're Mr. Templer. I am. She also tells me you got something to say about a murder. I have. Say it. In a moment. Your wife and you own the Happy Hamburger? You already know that. I noticed quite some farmland behind the house. Yours? Yeah. You farm it yourself? Pretty much. Does that pretty much mean you have help? Sometimes. Hired hand named Webster. Oh, why only sometimes? Well, he up and quit this afternoon. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, he'll be back as soon as he spends his money. You might be wrong about that. Always has before. What are you getting at? Suppose we go outside to the uh, cab, huh? I don't mind. Come on, Emmy. I'm right here. What kind of a man is Webster? Mm, not much account. Works when he has to eat, gets a full belly, stops working. A philosopher, perhaps. <laughs> Ever have any quarrels with him? Kind of nosy, ain't you, Mr. Templer? Perhaps. But is there any reason why your husband should hesitate about answering that question? No reason. No quarrels. Fine. Louis. Yeah? Please open the trunk compartment, will you? Sure. In a second. There's something I'd like to show you, Mr. Lawton. Mr. Templer. Yes, Louis? If you were planning on surprising anybody, give up. What do you mean? Look. Hmm. Looks like birds can fly coops, only I picked the wrong bird. We have mislaid our corpse, Mr. Templer. So it would appear strange. Say, how about letting us in on this? Mr. Lawton, was your hired hand a man in the middle 40s with brown hair and eyes of stocky build, a small scar under his left jawbone? Yeah, that's Webster. You must have met him. What do you have to say for himself? <laughs> we met him, but he didn't have anything to say. We didn't start out being the great loves of the Lawton's life. But I hate to think what they must be thinking of us now. I hate to think of the missing Mr. Webster. Yeah, he didn't even say goodbye. Mr. Templer, what happened to him? I don't know. Corpses rarely are the active type, but uh, the late Mr. Webster may have been an exception. Exceptions like that, I hope, stay away from me. We're in what could easily be an overgrown filling station. Nonsense. Slow down, Louie. This is expert. Oh, the town nearest the Happy Hamburger. Place seems to be shut up for the night. They didn't take the sidewalks in, though. Hey, up ahead, the Gay White Way. <laughs> the drugstore apparently still open. Let's stop there, Louie. Okay. Yeah. Front window is full of harnesses, fertilizer, and yard goods. How did you know it was a drugstore? Yeah, there's a large sign advertising ice cream sodas in front. Oh, well, that explains it. We're thirsty? Only for information. Come along. Come on. Eee. Joint is crawling with juveniles. Now look at a jukebox. Yeah, so it is. The waitress behind the fountain. It's too public. The waitress? The fountain. Ah. Uh, Mr. Templer, I just noticed. Behind the cash register. This end. 
kid. Yeah, I'm looking. Well, now put your eyes back in their sockets. She's dressed in gingham. She's wearing pigtails and big blue eyes. She's, she's nearly the farmer's daughter, Louie. Is that a fact? Hey, maybe she knows a uh, joke. Be still, Louie. She may be able to help us. <laughs> Is help the word you really had in mind? Uh, good evening, miss. Hiya, Toots. I beg your pardon? So far, what for? Hmm. That farm ain't what it used to be. <laughs> Not to mention the farmer's daughter. And who's the little stranger? Who's the... Oh, oh. That's Louie. It's not bad either, but it looks married. Who are you? I'm Simon Templer. I'm Teddy, and what are you doing after I get through here? <laughs> well, I... You married? No. What a coincidence. I'm not married either. Well, it happens all the time, but what I wanted Star was... Star closes in half hour. Tell me then. My dear Teddy, I... Look, what do you know about a man named Webster? Dan Webster? Mm-hmm, I imagine so. Hired hand out to the Lawtons? Yeah, that's the Dan Webster I had in mind. He wears a private property, no trespassing sign on him. Oh? Whose sign? Mrs. Lawton's. Hmm? How does Mr. Lawton feel about that? Mr. Lawton has never seen fit to whisper sweet nothings in my shell-like ears. Don't you think they're shell-like? My ears, I mean. <laughs> I hadn't noticed. <laughs> Stop wasting time and do some noticing. Look, I'm almost old enough to be your father, I... Maybe, but you're not my father. Uh, good evening, Teddy. So far, it's a terrible evening. Where are you going? Louie and I have an errand to do. My phone number is 137, in case. In case of what? Your errand is out of town. Goodbye. Wow. I'm afraid wow is exactly right. <laughs> oh. You know, I'm coming to the conclusion they got something in these small towns up in Westchester. <laughs> but you mean they have his teddy, and you're married, and we have an appointment. Yeah. Where? The Happy Hamburger. You mean we're going to wake the Lawtons again? I hope not. So what are we going out there for? We're going to, uh, <laughs> trespass on, uh, very private property. I ought to hang a sign with shuttle on it on my can. No, I don't imagine we're going to be coming out here again. You're not breaking my heart. You know, every time we come out to the Happy Hamburger, it gets darker. I think I'll coin a proverb. It's too late. It's always darker before it's lighter. I don't think that'll catch on. <laughs> Happy Hamburger's up ahead. Louie, we have a problem. Oh, thanks for letting me... What kind of a problem have we got? we got to find a pond, a brook, or perhaps a lake. You got a sudden desire to go swimming? No, not swimming. You forget something, Louie. I always forget something. What is it this time? Ponds, brooks, or lakes create mud. Oh, thanks a lot. Tonight, I don't need any mud. Call me hypersensitive. I just don't need any mud. Hey, you better stop the car under these trees. Okay. You know, uh, about that mud, I yes. suspect you're mistaken. That's because you got a suspicious nature. Besides... Well, we better get started. Hey, we're heading away from the house. How true. Why? We're looking for... I know, I know. And they rarely occur in houses. Okay, okay. Uh, does this watery object you're looking for have to be any place in particular, or are we surveying Westchester County? Mm -hmm. It has to be on the Lawton's land. Oh, well, that helps, yeah. Probably they got 139 acres. And in the dark, how are we going to search it? I understand hazel twigs don't work anymore. Andy. <laughs> That hound would out of home again. 
I hope he goes away. Don't be silly, Louie. You don't want to meet up with him. You'll do all the wanting by yourself. Why? Because he's going to be a hazel twig. What is? Mm -hmm. Hey, wait a minute. You mean he'll help us find water? That's right. Well, what is all this excitement about water anyway? Among other things, Louie, water washes away blood. Tell you a secret, Mr. Templer. I never liked hikes. It can't be much longer. That dog is definitely leading us somewhere. Well, sure, sure. Probably to a bone he buried last month. I don't He's know. He's done it. Are you referring to the junior-sized lake? That pond, yes. Now what? Oh, fine. Fine. He went swimming. We got to go swimming, too? No, we can walk around the pond. We're at one end of it. Yeah. And Hey, look at that unground hunker hamburger has stopped. Yeah, just beyond the pond in a small clump of trees. We're joining them? Of course, come on. Why? Because the land around the pond is muddy. All right, so the land around the pond is muddy. This fills me with a great joy. The dog's not moving. He's waiting for us. Also fills my shoes with mud. Hey, you know what happens to trees when they die? Yeah, they become telegraph poles. Stop swiping my jokes. Hey, that dog is going nuts. With joy. What has he got to be so happy about? He hasn't even gone near a tree. He's digging at the ground. Well, sure, yeah, that bone he buried last month. Do you know what we're going to do, Louie? I got an unhappy idea. We're going to copy the dog and dig. Right. I'm already looking for something to dig with. What are we going to dig for? Something the dog lost? No, something we lost. Templar, a couple of feet more, I'll be in China. Oh, don't be silly. You can't get to China by digging straight down. Well, you can't, huh? The way you get is Australia. Nobody ever tells me things like that. Hey. What is it, Louis? From where you are, you can't see. But from down here... Well, I'll come to the edge of the hole. Mm. Well, Louis, we've kind of found that corpse all over again. Look, tell that dog to shut up, will you? I don't feel so good. No, I'll give you a hand, Louie. Help climb out of the hole. <coughs> hey, that sounds like a car backfire. Road's too I... far away. Never mind climbing up here, Louie. I'm going to join you down there. Hey, what's going on? And I'm not going to like the answer. Someone is having target practice with us for targets. Ooh. I could see a vague figure at the other side of the pond, too dark to identify. Oh, there goes that hound that walks like a horse. Probably figured it was too crowded down here. Hey, Mr. Templer, I hate to mention this, but if the boy with the gun kind of wanders over here... Yeah, I realize that. Louis, this grave we're in isn't level. The edge on your side is lower than the one facing the pond, which means you can climb out without being seen. Make for the trees, then for the road, your cab... And if you policemen... Well, maybe so, but then what are you going to do? Stay here. Otherwise, our gun-shooting friend will head for the cab, too. But while I'm getting help, you are liable to be getting killed. Well, that's a chance we'll have to take. And believe me, I'm not taking it with any great joy. But we have no alternative. You'd better hurry. Okay, Mr. Templer. But look, at with the way the taxi business is, be careful. I don't want to have to look for another fare on account of you got shot in the woods.
What on earth are... Teddy! Uh, is it fun down there? Because if it's fun, I'll come right down. Teddy, stay where you are. I'll... Hmm. May not be very fancy down here, but it is cozy. <laughs> Simon, you didn't tell me you weren't alone. I didn't have a chance to. You better not look at him too long. Simon, what on earth are you doing down at the bottom of a grave with Mr. Lawton? He is Mr. Lawton, isn't he? Well, of course he is. Why do you say it in that funny way? Because we were supposed to think it was Dan Webster, except that I hadn't thought so, not for a while, and, uh, he was murdered, Teddy. Did you murder him? No. Well, I'm certainly glad to hear that, because you're very handsome. But after all, even handsome fellows shouldn't murder people. What they should do is... Teddy, Dan Webster, along with Mrs. Lawton, murdered Mr. Lawton. Well, that's not very surprising, because they did have a crush on each other, and nobody loved Mr. Lawton anyway. They must have planned to leave town immediately after the murder, but, uh... Teddy, did you happen to notice a dog about not to mention Dan Webster? I heard somebody running and a dog barking before I found you. Mm, dog must have frightened Webster off. So that's all right. How did you find me? I noticed your car outside the Happy Hamburger. I lived down the road a bit and was going home. So I knew you were someplace around. And when I was a little girl, I used to be a Girl Scout. Because you wanted to learn how to tie knots or build campfires? No, because I wanted to learn how to track a man. I had a feeling it would come in hand. It has. Did anybody call for a cab? Louie. Oh, excuse me, Teddy. Hello, Louie. Hello, Louie, says. I thought you'd gone to town for help. I figured it would take too long. Figured maybe I could get behind the villain and surprise him. So instead, Mr. Templer, you surprised me. <laughs> to the hamburger again. We're hungry? No, except perhaps for justice. Simon, the Lawton's car is out front. Mrs. Lawton's in it. Yeah, come on, into the cab. Over this way. And be as quiet as you can. All right, Simon. Can't see us under the trees here. Turn your ignition on, Louie. Be ready to start the car. Okay. It's ready. Webster's coming out of the house. Couple of suitcases. He's getting into the car. Here they go. Louie. I know. Follow them. They may not notice they're being followed. Supposing they do. Oh, we'll have to chance that. Okay, but look, I don't mind so much being shot myself. But don't forget, this here cab belongs to the company. I can't afford to get bullets in it. Coming into Exbrook, what now, Mr. Templer? Teddy, at this hour of the night, no one would be about, am I right? It is kind of late. The police station is where? The next block. Uh, in that case, catch up with them, Louie, quick. Well, I should have a collision with them? Preferably a small-sized one. You're a good driver, Louie. Run them off the road. But they can't. Never mind that. Hit them as soon as we get opposite the station. Okay. I only hope it'll show on the meter. We're getting close to them. Uh, and here goes...
Nice going, Louie. Oh, didn't even scratch your fender. They weren't those cops polite, which is very unusual. And uh... Louie, be still. Why? I have to explain things to Teddy here. From what I heard, she don't need... Louie! I shut up. Please, Simon, tell me. Well, you see, Teddy, Mrs. Lawton and Webster planned to kill Mr. Lawton and then leave town, figuring no one would ever know. How did they expect to get away with it? Actually, their idea of placing the corpse in the trunk compartment of the cab was clever. Normally, the body wouldn't have been discovered for days and then miles away from Expo. But instead, you got a flat and came back. Ah, very lucky flat, but not for Mrs. Lawton and Webster. She got quite a shock when she saw our smiling faces, but she kept her head and sent Webster out to remove the body from Louie's cab and hide it. The only mistake she made was being too housewifely. What do you mean? Oh, when Webster returned, her instinctive reaction was to tell him not to track mud on the rug. If he'd been asleep in the house, there shouldn't have been mud on his shoes. Therefore, I concluded he'd been out. I see. And when the body was missing, I knew that he'd buried it. The mud also told me the burial place had to be near water. And Mr. Lawton's dog led you to the burial place, and and that's where I found you, Simon. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. But uh, we were kind of interrupted back there, so... Uh... Wow, wow, wow. Oh, Louie! I'm not hearing a thing or seeing a thing in my rearview mirror. Louie, we've reached Teddy's place. Stop the car. Okay. But, Simon... My dear, you're very lovely, but you're very young, so I'm afraid this is where the farmer's daughter goes back to the farm. You've been listening to another transcribed adventure of The Saint, the Robin Hood of modern crime. Now here's our star, Vincent Price. Ladies and gentlemen, our cast tonight included Louise Erickson, Noreen Gamil, Arthur Q. Bryan, and Dave Light. Larry Dobkin was Louie. This is Vincent Price inviting you to join us again next week at this same time for another exciting adventure of The Saint. Good night. of The Saint was written by Louis Bitties. The music was composed and conducted by Vaughn Dexter. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris, is a James L. Safier production and is directed by Helen Mack. Vincent Price is soon to be seen co-starring in RKO's production of His Kind of Woman. All you Saint fans will be glad to know that the Saint comic books are on sale at all newsstands. Your announcer is Don Stanley. Three chimes mean good times on NBC. Wednesday marks the return to the air of that delightful couple, Mr. and Mrs. Ronald Coleman. As more good times when the Halls of Ivy with Mr. and Mrs. Ronald Coleman returns to NBC next Wednesday. Make a date. Here are the Halls of Ivy next Wednesday evening. The chimes are your invitation. Next, it's Sam Spade. Then an hour-long drama on Theater Guild on NBC. Stay tuned for Phil Harris and Alice Faye. Time now for Phil Harris and Alice Faye and the episode entitled, Willie Gets Engaged to Miss O'Connor. Good health to all from Rexall. Yes, it's Sunday. Time for the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. Presented by the makers of Rexall Drug Products and your Rexall Family Druggist. 
you all from Rexall. And now your Rexall family druggist brings you the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. Written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Robert North, Janine Roos, Anne Whitfield, Walter Scharf and his music, and starring Alice Faye and Phil Harris. This morning, there was a little excitement in the Harris household. Alice and Phil were in the kitchen, just finishing breakfast, when an excited William burst in on them. Uh, Alice, it's so exciting, I don't know how to tell you. I... Oh, it's got me all a flutter. Well, calm down, Willie. Take it easy. Yeah, simmer down, books. You're getting your glasses all steamed up. <laughs> now, take it easy. What's with you? I have wonderful news. Romance has come into my life. I'm going to become engaged. <laughs> Oh, now, Willie, isn't it rather sudden? I never expected this. I did. I knew it was going to happen when he caught the bouquet at Betty Sharp's wedding. (laughs) William, I didn't even know you were going steady with a girl. Who is she? Miss O'Connor. She's my assistant in the bookkeeping department at Rexall. Uh, Philip met her. Bill, what does she look like? Like the kind of a girl who'd go out with a guy like Willie. Attractive little Irish girl. Oh, Irish, is it? Beth, and what does little Colleen look like, Philip? Well, Makushla. <laughs> well, look, honey, she's kind of hard to describe. Um, uh, do you know that song, A Little Bit of Heaven Fell from Out the Sky One Day? Yes. Well, when it fell, it must have hit her right in the kisses. <laughs> You've only known this girl a few weeks. Surely you're not serious about being engaged. Oh, but I am. I even bought the engagement ring. Here it is. Isn't it a beautiful ring? Yeah, and look, there's a place for a stone, too. <laughs> As a stone. It may be small, but it's a beauty. Alice, don't you think this is a beautiful diamond? <laughs> well, what do you think of the diamond? Give me a chance. I haven't found it yet. <laughs> You think it's awfully small, Willie? Well, I could have gotten a larger one, but I don't believe in a vulgar display of jewelry. Oh, in other words, you don't believe in being ostentatious. (laughs) What was that last word? Ostentatious, capital A-U-S-T-I-N, and you take it from there. (laughs) The word is ostentatious, and I doubt if you even know what it means. Know what it means? Are you kidding, Clyde? (laughs) Ostentatious. It's a French word, meaning why spend a lot of cabbage for a ring when you can get the same thing for a nickel out of an iron claw machine. <laughs> you know, when you might like to meet your girlfriend before you get engaged, why don't you bring her over here tonight? Well, splendid, Alice. We'll, we'll announce our engagement from here. Uh, by the way, do you mind if I leave the ring with you for safekeeping? I paid $42.98 for it, and I don't want to lose it. You paid all of $42.98 for a diamond ring? My, what a horrendous price. (laughs) Give it to me, Willie. I'll take care of it. Got it with your life, Philip. Well, I'll run along now and see you tonight. Oh, to think that at last I have found romance. I'm just a vagabond lover. (laughs) And I'm a great dream girl, it seems. 
Oh, no. The Rudy Valley of Encino. Don't make fun of him, Phil. He's so happy about the whole thing. Gee, I hope nothing happens to break up his romance with Miss O'Connor. What if it does? Willie can get another girl. There are plenty of fish on the beach. You mean in the sea? On the beach. When he gets them, they're washed up. (laughs) Now, look, honey, I don't mind him... We just saw Uncle William, and he was singing. What's the matter with him? Yeah, what's cooking with old vagabond lover? (laughs) He looks sick. If you had a voice like his, you'd look sick, too. (laughs) Now, Phil, please. Girls, your Uncle William is in love. He's going to get engaged to be married. What's engaged? It's the ether before the operation. (laughs) That's a nice romantic explanation. Now, look, children. An engagement is when a man asks a woman to marry him. Like, well... Just like when your daddy asked me to become his wife. Oh, I'll never forget his proposal. Mommy, how did daddy proposal to you? Oh, well, honey, he was very romantic. He got down on his knees and said, Blondie, this is your big chance. <laughs> lug on you for two bucks for a marriage license. (laughs) Yeah, and your mother was smart enough to take advantage of a golden opportunity. (laughs) No, but all kidding aside, Alice, uh, how did you know that I was in love with you? That was easy, Phil. A little bird told me that you loved me. That you loved me. And I Believe that you do That you do This little bird also told me I was falling Really falling Falling for no one but you None but you There's no use denying I might as well confess Of all the boys I know, dear I'm sure I love you best A little bird told me that you love me That you love me And I believe that it's true A little bird told me we'll be married And I believe that it's true This little bird also told me when we marry We'll have a pretty cottage, not too far All fenced in like a movie star Great Dane pup, we'll call him Ace Lying there by the fireplace Goldfish pond and a wishing well Everything is gonna turn out swell A little bird told her she'd be married And we believe that is true This little bird also told her when she married We'll be the proudest couple in the land We go through life hand in hand Have a ranch away out west Pick the spot that we love the best A peachy key and all is well Everything is gonna turn out swell And this is true we know A little birdie told us so Oh, I love that little boy Well, 
come along, girls. I want you to get ready for Sunday school. And Phil, Phil, please put Willie's ring away someplace. Okay, okay, I'll put it away. I'll put it away. <laughs> Bet this thing's going to... Put it away and bring something. Bet this thing's going to look awful silly on a girl's hand. I'm going to slip it on my finger just to see how silly it does look. Fine ring. How any guy would have the nerve to give a ring like this to a girl. Hi, Curly. Oh, oh. Hello, Frankie. Alice told me you were in the kitchen and I were... <laughs> what you got on your finger? An engagement ring? May I throw you a linen shower? <laughs> All right, Remley, cut it. I ain't no mood for comedy. Cut it out. Wish somebody give me an engagement ring. I said cut it out. <laughs> Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. <laughs> Take it easy for a minute, will you? Mm-hmm. This is Willie's engagement ring, and I'm just holding it for him. Willie's getting engaged? Yeah. To what? <laughs> to a girl. At least I think she is. <laughs> She's got a girl's name. What's he want to get engaged for? That could lead to something incurable like marriage. <laughs> and what's wrong with marriage? You don't even know what marriage is. Ah, but I do, my friend. <laughs> marriage... It's like a boat with red sails. Now, what does that mean? How should I know? What, am I a philosopher or something? <laughs> That's the trouble with single guys like you. You laugh at marriage. Laugh. Wouldn't do you no harm to find a nice girl and settle down. Why should I? This way I can play the field and go out with a different girl every night. But, Ramley, having a wife is a guaranteed investment for the future. Why buy an oil well when there's a gas station on every corner? <laughs> I can't understand you. What's the matter with you, Emily? What are you thinking about? Wouldn't you like to settle down and have a family? Well, that I might like. <laughs> I knew you were softy. Just think, Frankie. Just think. Get married, buy a nice home in the country, and after a year or two, you hear the patter of little feet running around the house. Just feet, no babies? <laughs> I give up. Forget about it. Okay. Well, wait a minute. I better take Willie. Hey, Remley. Come on. That Willie's ring is stuck on my finger, and I can't get it off. Won't come off. What am I going to do? Guess you'll just have to marry Willie. <laughs> I'll cut my finger off first. <laughs> hey, I know. I get it. I'll go over to the sink and rub a little soap on it. It'll slip right off. You want me to help you, Curly? I'll pull the ring off. Oh, no, you don't. Stop right there. Every time you help me do something, I wind up behind the eight ball. You'd probably drop it down the drain. I'll take it off myself. All right. Rub it a little. Coming off. Mm -hmm. I'm getting it. 
Oh, no, down the drain. (laughs) Took you two bounces to get it in. I could have done it in one. (laughs) Frankie, will you be serious a minute? I got to get that ring out of that pipe. Willie's supposed to give it to his girl tonight. Unless that dame's a plumber, she ain't going to get engaged. (laughs) You ought to be ashamed of yourself, Curly. Dropping that poor girl's ring down the drain and she hasn't even seen it yet. Hey, I better call her and tell her to hurry over to the corner of 5th and Main. What for? So she can lift the manhole cover and get a glimpse of it as the ring floats by. (laughs) What a romantic way to get engaged. (laughs) Oh, Curly, it can't float away. It's probably stuck in the trap at the bottom of the sink. Yeah. That's right, that little thing. No curve. Sure, all we got to do is take the trap off. That's it. Hey, let's go get my wrench. I don't know. I get into more trouble than Elmer. I'd ask you who Elmer is, but I know it would only lead to a song. Well, it's going to lead to one anyway. Now, Elmer Jones arose at dawn and put his hunting britches on, then looked up at the shotgun on the wall. He made his mind up then and there to bag himself a hunk of bear. At hunting, he had plenty on the ball. Milked the cow and fed the hog, then kissed his wife and called the dog, picked up his gun and started on his quest. He crossed the creek and hit the trees, threw back his head and sniffed the breeze, let out a yell and pounded on his chest. Here comes Elmer, Elmer's got his gun. Here comes Elmer, run, bear, run. He hunted all the morning through, but not a bear came into view while Elmer's thoughts were on the kitchen range. He was sick as he could be of lamb and chicken fricassee and craved a mess of bear meat for a change. Poor Elmer's mind was in a fog. He paused and sat down on a log to get his faculties back in the groove. He heard a noise, and standing there before him was a grizzly bear and thought it time that he'd better make his move. Here comes Elmer. Elmer's got his gun. Here comes Elmer. Run, bear, run. Grabbed his gun and turned around, but Mr. Bear just stood his ground, and Elmer said, it's either me or thou. The gun refused to go, and so he knew that somebody had to go and said, farewell, I'm leaving as of now. Then Elmer's shoulders sprouted wings, his feet developed inner springs. To linger longer, he was disinclined. He ran so fast through muck and mire, his ankles set his socks afire, and still that bear kept coming on behind. Here comes Elmer, Elmer's got his gun. Here comes Elmer, run, bear, run. A deer with antlers eight feet wide got in the way of Elmer's stride as both of them went heading for the brush. Then Elmer said, now listen, son, if that's the fastest you can run, move over, because I'm really in a rush. The bear was gaining inch by inch and finally reached out for the clinch as Elmer saw the fence around his place. He leaped the fence and landed hard, jumped 60 feet across the yard and slammed the kitchen door in Bruins' face. Here comes Elmer, Elmer's got his gun. Here comes Elmer, run, bear, run. The bear was trying to get inside while Elmer sought a place to hide and Mrs. Jones began to pull her hair. She said, this fuss has got to stop. Why don't you let the matter drop? And Elmer said, honey, go tell it to the bear. Then Elmer's wife said, listen, goon, how come you think you're Daniel Boone whose appetite on bear meat used to thrive? He said, honey, I'm sure that you're aware that Daniel always killed his bear, but I done brought this baby home alive. Here comes Elmer, Elmer's got his gun. Here comes Elmer, run, bear,
was a very interesting tale. <laughs> <laughs> now shall we take the trap off? Okay, funny man, just give me that wrench and I'll Phil? get out. Phil, did you put... What are you doing with that wrench? Well, I, I got to take the trap off of the sink. Uh, um, uh, Willie's ring is down the drain. <laughs> oh, no. How did it get down there? Um, I couldn't say. <laughs> I could. Curly dropped it down. <laughs> Francis Waldo. <laughs> you have snitched again. <laughs> Well, honey, we can... How do you do these things? Now, look, we've got to get that ring out of the drain before William comes over with his girl. I'll call a plumber. We don't need no plumber. All Frankie and me has to do is just remove that little trap. Now, now, wait a minute. You fellas know what you're doing? Alicia. <laughs> Lee, to get the trap off, all we have to do is bend this elbow. Yes, but do you know how? <laughs> Did you hear that, Frankie? Do we know how to bend an elbow? <laughs> Alice, you're looking at two of the most experienced elbow benders in the country. <laughs> you know how? Oh. I don't know. I'm a little worried. Something tells me I shouldn't let you do this. But we have to get that ring back. Now, go ahead. But be careful. And don't get any water on my kitchen floor. Don't get any water on my kitchen floor. Don't get any water on my kitchen floor. <laughs> Always happens. Magnus, Curly. Her father's a policeman, I told you. <laughs> Don't get any water on the kitchen floor. Nag, 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 nag. Sometimes I wonder why we ever married that woman. <laughs> we know what we're doing. Every minute. <laughs> now, come on, Remley. Let's get at that pipe. Right. Hmm. What's the matter? Hey, look under there. There are four pipes under there. Four? Yeah. Which one do we take out, Remley? I don't know. <laughs> Let's be on a safe side and take them all out. <laughs> Hand me the hammer. I'll loosen them up. Here. Oh, Remley, why do I always listen to you? When will I ever learn? Stop sitting there beefing. Swim over here and help me. You can help yourself. I ain't getting off of this refrigerator. Look at that water. It's up to your waist. So we got the kitchen a little damp. A little damp. We got the ring out of the pipe, didn't we? Yeah, when the water rushed out, we heard it fall on the floor, but we haven't found it yet. Been looking for it for an hour. Be patient. Oh, patient, he said. You keep looking, you'll find it. Go ahead, dive in again. <laughs> this time, try a jackknife. You get more depth. Look, will you cut out the clowning? I told you we got to find the ring. I got an idea. Let's open the door to the hole and let the water run out. Then we'll be able to find the ring. Oh, no, you don't. We're not going to flood the whole house. Don't touch that door. If anybody should open that door, hey, they ain't... Hey, everybody, no... I'm putting the grocery 
Hey, leave them out in the hall, Julius. Don't come in here. Don't open the door. Why not? What are you guys up to now? What are you doing? Look at him go down the hall. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a salmon swimming upstream. Help! Help! Run for your lives! Everybody in the damn place! Who up for Dyke? Be quiet, will you? Do you want Alice to come down here? Be quiet, he says. They try to drown me and they want me to be quiet. <laughs> you not to open that door. How was I to know you got arrested for you, you kitchen? <laughs> Next time I make a delivery here, I'm coming to submarine. Just <laughs> hoping the dog is placed to... some seal blood in you? right, Frankie. What do you want to do? Exfixinate him? You can't do that. If that pipe stopped up, there's only one thing to do. Here, Julius, drink this. What is it? Drano. Uh-huh. Now, hurry, go ahead. Drink it, kid. Now, drink it. Bottoms up. No, bottoms. Whatever it was that stuck in my throat, I just swallowed it. Well, then, good. Now, leave us alone, will you? We gotta look for a ring. I've been looking, Curly. I looked all over the floor. I can't find it anywhere. Well, it must be here. We heard it drop the floor, just didn't open it up and swallow it. How could it get out of the... Swallow? Say, um, seal face. <laughs> that, uh, that, that thing you swallowed, Julius, uh, uh, what did it feel like? Oh, no. Oh, no, he swallowed the ring. How are we going to get it, Frankie? There's only one way we can get it out. You mean? <laughs> Prepare for surgery, Dr. Howard. <laughs> hey, that sounds like fun. <laughs> Lie down, Julius. Get your mess off of me, you <laughs> Don't touch me, Julius. You'll make me unsterile. <laughs> take it easy, kid. This ain't going to hurt. Of course not, my lad. Just relax. Remember, you're in the capable hands of Dr. Harris, your friendly credit stomach surgeon. You don't have a thing to worry about, Julius. Shall we proceed? Would you like to make the incision, Dr. Harris? 
Oh, thank you. You may do the carving. <laughs> Very well. Little white meat, please. <laughs> Not too much cranberry sauce. You swallowed Willie's engagement ring and we gotta get it Yeah, because he's supposed to give it to his girl tonight If we don't get it out of you, it's gonna break up their romance Now, you're not gonna be an old meanie and refuse to let us operate on you, are you? Oh, perish the thought <laughs> Never let it be said that my stomach stood in the way of true love <laughs> Good boy, Julius Then you let us do it? You let us operate on you? Frankie done now. The hole is soaked. And Alice told me what you did with my ring. Where is it, Philip? Well, you see, Julius had the ring and he... Philip, stop stalling. <laughs> Miss O'Connor's promised to marry me as soon as I give her the ring. But, Willie, it's going to take a little time and I... I just... won't wait. I can't get married without that ring and I want to get married now. Right now? Now. <laughs> well, in that case, Willie, there's only one thing to do. Give me your hand. Give me your hand. Philip, wh why are you placing my, my hand on Julius' stomach? Why? Dearly beloved, we are gathered here to join these two in matrimony. Philip, stop that. Stop I now that pronounce right. you man and abdomen. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> now look, Phil, you're acting like a madman. What's going on oh, here? Oh, honey, Julius swallowed the ring. He swallowed my ring? Julius, you come with me. We're going to see a doctor. Okay, goodbye, everybody. So long, kid. Hey, kid. You make a nice-looking couple. Yeah. Just think, part of me is now Mrs. William Emerson Fay. <laughs> Ooh, what a nauseating thought. <laughs> Good health to all from Rexall. Horace, you did a wonderful job, and don't forget, everybody, to stay tuned to this station for Fred Allen. Good night, everybody. Thank you. This is Bill Foreman wishing good health to all from Rexall. Thank you for listening. I hope you'll be with me next week as I uncover more gems from the golden age of radio. Thanks to Paul Stringer and Joel Schoenwell for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a wonderful weekend. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.